Okay, what's going on, guys? And welcome to a brand new episode of Energize. Ross, introduce the champs. Today we have two of the best fighters on the Ireland of, on the island of Ireland. We have the welterweight champion from Cage Warriors, the one and only Skeletor Reese McKee, and the featherweight champion of Cage Warriors. Big news, Paul Hughes. Lads, how are we doing? Good, brother. Good. Always love the intros. Actually, look, we tried to make them big. Uh, I stuttered over my words there. It doesn't happen too often, <laughs> but you know what I mean. I'm starstruck here now. Starstruck. With, with, all, with all, all the champs in the one in the one uh, show. So, um, first of all, Reese, how's that shoulder of yours? Because uh, it's good to see you out of the sling. Yeah, um, good. I picked up. It was actually my first sparring session back. Um, after like the cuts were like kind of signed off to spar, and then. I done an extra round and picked up a shoulder injury and it put me out. It was put me out for about twelve weeks. Um, but the improvement it's made already in the first two weeks is, is scary. So I'm going to challenge the twelve weeks and and see what we can do. That's a real Paul Hughes move, you know, next round and then uh, and then picking up the injury. Um, Paul, uh, obviously you you were out for a while with an injury of your own, but now you're booked in November fourth, uh, back in London, a unification bout with uh, Jordan Vucenic. How are you feeling, man? You must be over the moon these days. Over the moon, brother. Over the moon in full fight camp mode. Like, so it's all go at the minute. Like, it's exactly where I wanted to be. It took a wee while to get back, you know, but it's it's damn good to be in that full flowing fight camp mode. Yeah, it absolutely is. You guys are, you know, I, I would dare say at the, the peak of your careers uh, to date as of now. So uh, absolutely essential to get you on and have a chat with you and see where you're, see where you're at. Um, yeah. Paul, tell Ross. us this. Go on. Yeah, Ross, because like obviously last time we had Reese in the show after he became the champ, mm. and you now Paul is looking to unify the belt as well. So it's uh, it's great for Irish MMA to be able to see the two lads like carrying the gold and uh, doing exactly what people are setting out in their careers to do. Absolutely. No, it, it absolutely is. It's uh, it's insane what the two, two two boys are doing. Um, Paul, tell us this. How did the Vucenic fight come about? Because I saw. And there was a bit of back and forth. He put out a post saying, you know, he'd signed and you hadn't signed. And then um, he, he was on with uh, Andy Stevenson. And then he was saying that he heard rumors that you were knocked out and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> tell us all about that. Because, like, that was that was a lot of drama uh, to start off this uh, talk yeah. about. It was Rhys McKee. Rhys McKee had me a dirty Joe at the end of spawn. I was just going to ask that. <laughs> it was Rhys McKee. It's like, Joe. I'm the only champ in this world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we West Belfast special. The man's looking away. He just hit him from the vein, you know. But no, uh, mate, it actually came about. It was really funny how it came about. Um, I was talking to my manager, Dave, and we hadn't we hadn't spoken like maybe I would say like a month or something. I was just training in Thailand, just training hard, preparing, getting ready for whatever was next. And at this point, I didn't really know what was going on with the division. I hadn't spoke to Dave in a month. I hadn't spoke to Cage Warriors. For all I knew, it Jordan could have had an opponent for the month after for another show. So I didn't really know what was going on. And then it was like, right, Dave, we we'll got to catch up here. And I think that was the it was the Wednesday night. I had spoke to Dave, and he was like, when he when he want to get back in there. And I was like, October sounds about about right. October, maybe November, but October ideally. And he goes, yeah, leave it with me. I'll find out the dates here with Cage Warriors and and see what the crack is. And then he texts me the night after, November fourth, Jordan, London, and I was like, let's fucking go perfect like no no negotiations no back and forth no like oh this that it was like 
there's the date there you want it and i was like absolutely and cage wires actually wanted it they wanted to release it straight away they had their 20th anniversary show right after that and they wanted to release it that night to promote it obviously um and jordan hadn't got back with any word with with saying yes to the fight so i was like right i'll i'll sort of leave it here i'll not I'll not chat shit or anything. Yeah, you never know what people could have on to get them a family wedding or something like that. So I was like, I'll leave it. I'll, I'll give them honest peace here. And then it got to like a week later and there was still no word back, no contract signed. So I was sort of like, mm, what's going on here? What's what's the crack like? Like I had I had absolutely give the, the go ahead. Like, And then Jordan had put up that post then. Um, I had woke up to that post. It was like, oh, I'm giving, whatever he said, it was like, I'm giving Paul the opportunity again. We were supposed to fight in March, and now I have to fight him again. I should be in the UFC. Boo-hoo, boo-hoo. I didn't get signed, and now I have to fight the best guy again. And then I was like, well, sign the contract, my friend. Let's, let's stop beating around the bush. If you're you're this real fighter that you talk about in the post that's that's fought everybody, then that's, that's, that's short. So Paul, then he signed the contract, and here we are. Paul, obviously, we were over in... None from Artros and uh, that the fight obviously fell off. Like you had everyone there support you, everyone rocking the Paul Hughes t-shirts. Like you put out a post, uh, like and it was very emotional. Was there any thought to cross your mind that maybe you'd have to retire or anything? Because it was very, very emotional post you put out. Oh man, I mean, it was it was a hard time, man. I couldn't, I just couldn't believe that it happened just the week of the week before the fight. It was yeah, it was really, really, it was traumatic. Like I could not believe that all the cards had just fallen at the end after such a perfect camp. Everything was perfect. Like, and funny reset there, but the last round, it was a grapple class and we'd done an extra round at the end. But the friend typical of mine, I knew just... <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> it was a typical, I knew her. I knew her. I know. And it just blew the neck out completely. Was was on the floor for a long time. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, man, no, I never, of course, never thought about retirement. I knew I'd come back, but it was, it was such a serious injury. I j- I genuinely was traumatized. I was like, I can't believe. Looking back now, I can't believe I was even considering getting in there and fighting. It took me four or five days. I was at the physio every day, and I there was no. I was fighting that night up until my coaches were like, "What the fuck is are you doing? You can't move your neck." Like, <laughs> uh, Reese, yeah. Reese, did you feel guilty for that for injuring Paul? And also, uh, what do you make of the George Vucenich Paul Hughes rematch as well on Cage Warriors? It's going to be a cracker. Yeah, like, I'm all for it. I mean, you'll you'll not like you'll not get a bigger Paul Hughes fan than me. So, um, you know, I I believe Paul should be in the higher echelons of the UFC. And I have, but I think you know this is his time just to prove it once again. Um, you know what he's done and and the guys he's beat, he deserves to be there. So, if it means he has to prove it one more night, then then so be it. Is what he'll do. And you know, a kid with the mindset of Paul will never be beat. And and you know, November fourth is just another chance for him to show it. Yeah, and obviously, yeah, Reese. you know, you got your win in Belfast. We haven't seen what your next move is going to be. We don't know where it's going to be uh, next. Uh, I know someone actually asked you on your uh, your Sunday ritual uh, Q&A session, uh, would you go Contender Series next? And you were like, oh, I don't know if uh, I'll be able to because you've been there before. People have fought in the UFC and then come back and fought their way into the UFC through the Contender Series. So, like, that is still an option. Um, in an ideal world, where will you f- fight next? Will it be straight in the UFC contender series? Like, do you have any um, preference? And then, you know, has there I mean, been any contact? I mean, ideally, we're going to get the UFC shout, um, depending on what comes up card-wise. You know, if Leon Edwards brings them in March, you know, who knows what will happen. Um, but regardless, like I've said to Graham, 
you know, we have a certain time frame where we're kind of going to sit and wait to. And then after that, you know, I'm fighting this year 100%. And um, so if it's not the UFC before, then I'm going to be on that New Year's Eve card and defend the title, whoever, whoever's there. Um, you know, and listen, if I just keep turning up and keep finishing people, it doesn't matter how many I have to finish. It's undeniable. You know, it's going to happen. It's, you know, it's just it's just a given at this point. So if it's now, it's now. Like fantastic. If it's not, then I beat one more, and and then then it definitely is now. Yeah, what's called a really is undeniable. Like for us, like we think you should be there already. Like um, the way that Burlington fight went was absolutely insane. It was Unreal. one of the best fights I've ever seen live, and absolutely ridiculous. Like, yeah, well, actually, Paul, give us gives you your insight because yeah. I think you were in Thailand, I think, at the time, and it's I remember good. seeing your yeah. reaction the next day watching it live. His videos are amazing. <laughs> oh, oh, the you videos in here. Oh, mate, my neighbors, it was like 5 a.m. in Thailand, and oh my goodness, I was screaming the fucking gap down. Like, oh man, I mean, these met these the these moments are so special. Like, it's when Reese won the belt, when Joe won the belt, it's genuinely, genuinely feels just as good as myself winning the belt. Truly, truly. I, I, them moments are some of the best moments in my life. Seeing my teammates do that, it's, it's so special because as a fighter, you see what you go through and what you sacrifice to get there. And for Reese to do that in Belfast, in front of the, the home crowd, after all he's been through as well, himself and his career. And it was special, man. It really, really was special. And as you say, he, the man should be in the UFC. It's, it's undeniable, absolutely undeniable. He, he has the whole country behind him, like so. Yeah, it was a it was a hell of a night. Like, yeah, it was really really special. Like, we were there and we were we witnessed like the entire atmosphere went nuts from from the walkout to walking backstage with the belt. You know what I mean? To Domino's Pizza with Justin Burlington at uh, five a.m. You know what I mean? Like, the whole, <laughs> the whole the whole thing was epic. unbelievable. Really was. The entire thing was incredible. The crowd, like, it was really really a special event. Like, it's really, really special. The complete story, like you know. Like the complete the complete story. Like it's mad. Mad some like people say you can't have perfect camps and stuff and like you know, it was perfect and then maybe not the perfect fight, but it was the perfect story, if that makes sense. It was so like, exciting. Possibly the perfect fight for a fan to watch though, because it was so back and forth and like there was moments where like you're on, actually, you know, you're on the edge of your seat from from the first bell till the moment the ref uh, pulled you off and like it was Absolutely. I done like a post last night, and like you know, Paul will know this is is Paul's mentality too. Like you just have to be relentless, and you know, it, even when Justin had me in, in the worst positions, like you really have to kill us to get us out of there. Like it, it's you can't teach dog, and you know if you're a dog, it's it's the hardest thing to beat out of someone. You'll you'll never do it. Yeah, uh, it's, the amazing thing is like it's it's not even halfway through the story, but for both is it's just uh, it's things are only really heating up. And like one thing I admire from both is as well, the production you put into behind the scenes as well, not just with your teams, but the the videos, the vlogs, the countdown stuff you put on in the build up to the fight, the hype to fight is something that other people in the country and on the roster should really take notice of and um, not necessarily copy, but like implement into their countdowns, their fights. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, if you see me and Paul training in the middle of a camp, it'll be like a fucking entourage coming out. <laughs> you know, and, and there's people, you know, there's people that'll have their own opinions in that and stuff, you know, but again, it's why are me and Paul two of the most watched people in the country? Because we work hard, not just on the mats, but off the mats. You know, if you don't have a brand, if you don't have, you know, an identity, if you don't have something relatable to 
to 14 year olds who train in your gym then then what are we doing it for you know we're, we're making it very much reachable for all these people so um i do think people like like me and paul are, are definitely setting patterns out for for people to follow yeah you're definitely people to look up to in the mma space in this country and then also like like you said in your own gym and i suppose you're both leaders within your own gym do you feel there's extra responsibility on your shoulders being leaders within your gym what do you think, Paul? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it comes it comes with a territory. I mean, absolutely. But it's it's a really beautiful thing as well to be to have kids in the gym looking up to you. It's it's a really really special thing that I absolutely don't take for granted. Like, and it's something I take very very serious as being a role role model with what I put out there with my content and with just how I live my life. It's it is a very serious thing, and it's something that our country it's a it's a pretty small country, and I think sometimes it what we have in this country, although we have a lot of, still unfortunately a lot of division and obviously a, a, a interesting history. The people that yeah. we that we look up to here are most often sports people. So it's something I take very seriously and it's something I hope to really continue. I just want to represent here very, very well. And clearly Reese does that very well. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, that's that's what I want to continue to do. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to add to what Paul said, but I guarantee if you go up in FAI or FAI, and seen any of the young kids' hair, and they'll all be getting Paul's new haircut. Do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> you know, the jerseys as well. Yes, yeah, sir. They'll all be running about in the jerseys, and you know. But there's something to be said that that it shows he's doing something right. Like they want any one percent of Paul what they can get, you know. And, and it shows like he, he's leading the way. And again, like it's just unbelievable. Like I think it's hard when you're in that position. You don't realize, but when you see it from the outside, in a wee bit, like you know, it's special things we're doing. We were actually at the weigh-ins, Paul, um, for UFC London, the second one in July, and we actually saw two or three people wearing the Paul Hughes jersey, and we were like, "You up the Paul Hughes?" It was uh, it, pretty cool. Do to you see. know what? It's it's actually hilarious. Last week there, I was in the gym, and one of my friends who's the PT in the gym, his client came up to me and was like, "Oh, here, mate, I was in Budapest there last week, and a guy drove past me on a moped wearing your t-shirt, and I shouted him down, and he stopped, and I just goes." Paul Hughes and he goes hi <laughs> and he drove on which I thought was hilarious like a few people have said that before like seeing my jerseys in like Paris and different places and then two days later the same guy same PT another one of his clients came up to me and goes here sure was in Barcelona there at the weekend walking in Las Ramblas and I seen a guy in a Paul Hughes t-shirt <laughs> she's talking to something like hotcakes like hotcakes but it, man that means a lot like it really it's really really means a lot like so yeah. it does, I mean, this this fight coming up, like, it, as I've said in my social media posts, like, this is for the people. This is for the people that were there in the pre-party and, and at the last fight. You were there. You've seen the crowd there. Yeah, it was crazy. It was unbelievable. It was, it was truly something I'll never forget. And it's something that's really carried me through this. It has been the support. And it's been the words of the, the fans that I've got to meet that night. People that... I would never have got to meet if I was fighting that you that night. You know, people that I'll never forget from all places. I had people coming in from from Germany, from from all places around the UK. People flying in from Canada just to be there that I had never met. Like this, it's unbelievable, and it means so so much. And November is for those people, and I can't wait to raise that belt and to just look up in the crowd and see those faces that I got to meet that night, and hopefully get to see them again after and. It's yeah, man. It means a lot. 
Yeah, I want to mention as well, there wasn't a free bottle of beer left in that party as well, Paul. But uh, <laughs> we can sort it out next time. It was but all right Paul... until you two boys rocked up and you had three bottles in each hand. <laughs> oh. oh stop I, I was I was at the bar filling the fridge back up being like jeez these FAI lads I was like it's all Patrick McAllister that's all I'm saying <laughs> lads uh, like uh, like obviously Reese, you're looking at the end of the year show and Paul you're going to be competing at the 145 show in London in the Indigo like what sort of Paul Hughes should we expect at this event because obviously we had we had Justin on um, oh, sorry, we had Jordan on ahead of the last fight, and he actually thought you won by split decision in the last fight. So, like, what sort of poll are we expecting? Uh, Cage Warriors 145 not on November 4th. Well, I mean, I'm just completely different, man. It's going to be almost a year since I last competed, and the improvements that I've made is just absolutely absurd. I mean, like, a race we, we got to train a lot in that last fight, and I, I'm sure you could notice the difference in just a few months, but that. Although the fight fell through, that's money still in the bank from that training camp and, and from throughout since that fight. So honestly, I'm going in there on a different level. I want to just show, I, I don't even want this to be close. I don't think it will be close. I think that I'm just going to show that I am just on that next level. Although Jordan's obviously an amazing fighter, high level. Like at the end of the day, I think I'm high, high UFC level. I have been for a while. And I'm just ready to show that man on the big stage, which is where I perform the best. I want the big stage, the big pressure, the all or nothing stakes that's that's where i perform so i'm just really looking forward to just showing that finally it's going to be almost a year as i said since competing so very exciting and obviously paul you're extraordinarily well-rounded you work on everything but when you had that time over in thailand what what were you working on over there and what has that added to your game everything <laughs> everything i don't let any <laughs> any area of the game uh slip at any point honestly as as much as there's times where i love my boxing, I love my boxing spars. There's a times where I love just my straight jits. I never let anything slack ever. There's no no part of my game ever wins off ever. So I was working everything out there, man. I got some unbelievable work uh, in in Tiger Muay Thai. Some unbelievable sparring the whole time I was there, and it was a fantastic way to start my camp. I had almost two months and came home here to to twelve weeks of full camp. So. I'm just leveling up all the time, bro, and I, I'm really just excited to actually show it in the cage. It seems to be like quite a recluse that Tiger Muay Thai for a lot of uh, UFC fighters. Like you see Hamza Chimaev out there, Piotr Jan, um, amongst many, many more. Uh, I think Alexander Volkanovsky goes out there the odd time. Was there a- any fighters that you crossed paths with that you got to be trained in at the time? Um, there was big names there. I wouldn't be training every single day with, with the big names. Um, one guy, in fact, won the uh, world title in 1FC, the featherweight title at the weekend. His name's Tang Kai, Chinese guy. First ever male MMA world champion. Um, he would have been probably one of my main training partners and we would have sparred a lot. So he's very high level. That was fantastic. Um, funny you mentioned Volkanovski. The last time I was in Tiger a few years ago, I got a lot of training with, with him. Uh, really, really sound guy. Was able to test my level there. Um, yeah, it's very, very good place for testing and a good place for sort of seeing where you're at as well. And it's, it's uh, gives you a lot of confidence. Put it like that. How chunky is he, Paul? He's a thick boy, but he's small. Do you know what I mean? And great guy though. Ah, oh, I have his number on my phone now. He's the soundest guy ever. I really, really love Volkanovski. So I do. Yeah, don't taste someone's air fry food. <laughs> 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 what about what about yourself but like first of all is paul hughes going to be the latest guest on your obsessed podcast and uh what way do you see the welterweight division working out now in cage warriors yeah like 
I'd love to have Paul on if he can free up time and, and come up with a big smoke of Balmina. He's welcome. Of course. You know, I think if there's any man obsessed, you know, it's Paul. Um, so yeah. he's welcome anytime. As for the Cage Warriors division, um, yeah, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen with that? Like, um, but listen, if I don't go to the UFC next, it doesn't matter who's there or where they are or, you know, I'll finish whoever's in front of me. And I mean that no no way disrespectful, but I've always said I'll not be touched in cage warriors until I'll never be touched in cage warriors. The UFC is where I need to be and to be challenged. That's the only place to do it. So whoever it is, is, you know, the whole thing is just a body, but it's just someone that I'll finish. Personally, looking at it, I think there's sort of two options. I think, Matt Figlack looks like an option now, only because Mike has gone to fight in UFC Paris this weekend. So shout out to Mike, uh, Mike. top lad. And then also maybe Jimmy Wallhead, just give him that last run at the title. I think they're the sort of two top contenders that I I look at for that. Um, But like, I think each each has equal sort of say on whether they should get there. But um, I still think, you know, when the betting line comes out, Reese McKee will be the favorite. Yeah. And like, you know what? You know, I was the underdog against Justin. <clears throat> I was underdog against him. Like, it doesn't matter who it is. They'll be finished. And <clears throat> and it's really that, you know. And, like, I'm too young and I'm too fresh and I'm too relentless. And, you know, again, that dog mentality, I'll not be, I'll not be put away. So, I re- in the nicest way possible, I couldn't care less who it is. Yeah. Uh, another thing I did actually wanted to ask the two of you about was... Um, what do you make of the MMA scene up in Northern Ireland across the island with, uh, you know, the likes of Cage Conflict, you have Cage Legacy, Premier FC, Euro Fighting Championship, Clan Wars, Chaos Grappling. Like, what do you make of the scene? And is there anyone from your perspective, James, who everyone should keep an eye out for? Do you want to go, Paul, or do Yeah, um, I mean, it's unbelievable. I think we had a bit of a lag, obviously, with COVID and stuff. And I think with back a few years ago with changing the sort of rules with the with in terms of the medicals and stuff, sort of set us behind a little bit. Um, but it's really, really good to see the scene just taking off again. And I mean, obviously we know MMA is the fastest growing sport in the world, but it's so evident. It's crazy. I mean, the, the amount of numbers in our gym, I'm sure it's the same in your gym, Reese. I go down and spar at a Muay Thai gym, Lanka with Garth Smiley and the likes of them ones. And Last year, there would have been maybe 10 people at the class I was at. I remember there was like 60, 70 people. So the growth of the sport is just unbelievable. And to have all of these shows now popping up as well, it just gives people the platform to to go all the way. And then they, they see the likes of Cage Warriors in Belfast. They see Reese winning the belt. And they're going, oh, okay, there's a guy from here doing that. I, yeah. I can do that. Mm-hmm. So it's it's unbelievable. I think just how the industry is going is just so exciting. And can't wait to see where it's all at in five years. Like. Yeah, and the le- the level of it's so high. Like I commentated a show at the weekend, and um, oh, you have your own show coming up soon as well, don't you? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, we have a show coming up in the in the October thirtieth. And um, I commentated a a show, and um, Kieran Coogan, it was a flyweight, but against Joe Beck, and they're two fighters so fresh in the career, and then they had a little amateur tournament. They were all like nobody had any more than two fights, and the level of these fighters, like I was laughing on the broadcast because I'm like. It's ridiculous how good they all are for like how little fights and experience they've had. But like when you're in and around these gyms like FAI and Next Gen and you know any established gym in the country, like you're not getting easy rounds anymore. That people think you know because you're the Cage Warriors or the UFC guy, like you just steamroll everyone. Like I remember being up in FAI in that last fight camp, 
and a little 15-year-old, maybe 16, um, you might know who I'm talking about, Paul, got on my back and near pulled my head off within five seconds. Like, the level, the level was ridiculous. Um, uh, he's looking for that scale. Who, who was it? Who Michael, was it? Ma- Michael, yeah. What a beast. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, people can't sleep on the level of amateurs in this country. It's, it's frightening how good it is and it's frightening how good it's going to be. What's Michael's surname? Let's give him the shout-out. Michael's yeah, we're trying to get him back. Actually, I, I asked Pat, I said, I want that kid on this show in Balmina, so um, all being well, I'll get him matched. I was like, what's the name of your show, Reese? just for everyone listening? Uh, the Fight Project, the MMA series we're going with, um, because we do like a Wimp the Warrior boxing style thing, but this time um, we're adding an MMA segment with, uh, I think we have four professional fights booked on it so far. Um, oh, shit. So cool. That's, That's yourself, Deck Larkin, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, we're trying to get Paul Hughes as a special guest, but we'll see. Look, if you need a, ha- if you need a hammer, <laughs> yeah, anything, Reese, give talk a shout. To my manager, talk we'll to my manager. Allows. The budget might not allow, <laughs> but if you need a hand, give us a shout and we'll come up and give you a dig out, whatever you need us to do. Whether you need us to give out the drinks or uh, you Harry need Barry to put the belts <laughs> on people, is there anyone on the, the like obviously, Paul, you're booked in for 120, oh, sorry, 145. Is there anyone else from the gym that you want to see on that card as well? Because like it'll be a big card, big eye, like a lot of eyes on the card. Absolutely. I mean, Paddy Henderson just signed a five-fight deal with Cageware, so I, I would assume that they're really looking to get Paddy on there. Um, and what an addition that would be. I'm sure Reese can speak on that as well, as how good Paddy is. He's been a big fan of Paddy for years, as have was... I. So, what are you saying? Oh, he's so frightening. Like He's, he's you so know, good. And the so, real... they are. Or Paddy McCorry, sorry. Um unbelievable and then i would also love to see sean mccormick on there he just made his debut in cage warriors last week as i'm sure you've seen how damn good did he look as a middleweight in there like so fast so clean reese obviously sparred him a lot he's so fast so clean so agile for a big big guy and is a is a real real problem in middleweight for for any of them guys in that division so i would love to see the lads on it and likes of ken mcclurkin as well Uh, i want all the lads on it do you know what i mean I seen Keelan Lochran got signed for a fight there, although he doesn't train out of our gym. I absolutely love watching his style and I love watching his come up. And it'll be sick that he's in the card because we'll have even more Irish fans there. I'm a big fan of his. Um, hopefully, he gets a title shot soon as well. Not many people, uh, other fighters say that about him. We love him. We think he's one of the most entertaining people in the world. But he oh, man, I've always been a way. fan. I love it. I love his persona. Do you know what I mean? I, I really like it. But I'm not going to lie. If you meet him in person, you'll you and you think he's this shit talker, you'll be disappointed. He's actually one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet when you talk to him face to face. Yeah, Reese, is there anyone you'd like to see on that card as well, or even on the card that you could be potentially on as well? Ah, uh, like you know, I, well, I think the card that I'm potentially going to be on, I'd like to see all the same people that Paul mentioned. Um, you know, as for the one Paul's on again, like just trying to make it the Irish party again would be would be unreal. Um, you know, all them names like. And I think what Paul's trying to say, basically anybody in the country, like, you know, who's deserving yeah. should be in that card, like, you know, and, you know, that's it. But I tell you what, I'll be there. I'll be there for sure. Let's make it North, uh, Ireland versus the world on that card on mm-hmm. uh, November 4th. I'll, I'll be all for it. Why not? Really? Why not? Like, there's yeah. going to be so many people traveling over. Get all the lads on there. Uh, and Reese, is their location for um, the New Year's Eve show? I would say it's London. Uh, I haven't heard that officially. Um, I haven't even talked to Cage Wars in an official kind of way about this, but I would believe it's 
uh, London, but I've just yeah, told them if I don't get what I want now, then I'm, I'm going to defend anyway. So, um, yeah. Yeah, the, 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 obviously the November 4th is in London, November 12th, Manchester, November 20th is in the BT studios in London, and then the 31st, London again. Yeah, cool. Yeah, they still have no Christmas dinner. There we have it, <laughs> lads. That's, that's, that. that's why Baz the, the best of the business. He, he brings you all the dates. He has them all written down. He has you all chalked off. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I never know when anyone's fighting. Baz, I was like, so-and-so was this week, so-and-so was this week. He's, he's the best at it. Yeah, um, I'm all right. I'm all right. Like that's like we sort of reacting, but like what what do I make of like the Irish lads in the UFC at the moment? Obviously, we want to see you boys in there as well. We only have Ian Gary there at the moment, and then Conor McGregor, he's off doing a movie. We don't know if he's actually going to come back next year or this year, but whatever. But what do you sort of make of like Ian in the UFC at the moment? Because like Paul, you were there, like you were in this corner when he won the title in Cage Wars. Yeah, it was. I mean, like Ian's Ian's last performance was just ridiculous. Like it was so so good. I was blown away not that i didn't know he could do that but he looked so damn good and i have been i've been so high on ian for a long time and i'm one of his biggest fans like i truly think that he can be the champion within the next honestly within the next three four years i think he's that good i just understand how his mind works and i know his potential and i I know his ceiling like and it's high man he's so so good and fair play to him for how he's getting on out there he's absolutely killing it over in sanford and the improvements are just so clear. They're so, so clear. And what about yourself, Reese? Obviously, he's yeah. someone who's in your division as well. So what, what do you make of his performance so far? And is that a fight that you'd like to get uh, at some stage? No. Like, again, it's like, he's in my division, but he's Irish. Like, you know, it's... it's unless it's for the belt. <laughs> yeah, unless it's for the belt. I don't see any need for us to, to cross paths. Mm-hmm. It's like... Um, you know, how can you not be happy for someone committed their whole life to what he's done? You know, I know he's got a child in the way and, you know, he, he settled down, he set up life for himself. So like, again, he's another Irish guy showing young people how it can be done. And, you know, it's just another way to do it. You know, like between, you know, myself, Paul and Ian, like Flint and Connor, I suppose, what, like, what directions we've shown you can go. Maybe don't go Connors just yet, but free <laughs> for now. Wait till you get a hundred mil in the bank first and then you can do what you want. Yeah, <laughs> then I'll, I'll I'll spend most of my time on the yacht as well. <laughs> well no, it, but, uh, it just seems like it just seems like if, if there is an Irish show next year, like I mean, you boys should be on that card as well if all things go right. And you know, what I mean, it's um, it's very very exciting for 2023. Yeah, yeah we might as well let yeah, Joe McCulgan make us come back on that show as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it'll be a no-brainer that they they'll want to do a show and probably around next year. I would say in Dublin, I, I see don't see why not. Like they always came back here. COVID sort of situations is obviously eased and you've got and you've got Ian there fair play to Ian for, for breaking through and, he, and he's got so much hype there it's not just yeah. like he's not like going in there just getting a couple wins nobody really cares about he's creating a lot of hype and, and that'll probably really bring them back to Ireland so fair play to him for doing that and yeah. as, as you hear I'm his biggest fan like all, all the power to him yeah and also Darren Teal owes us uh, a fight in Dublin as well uh, we won't sure. forget that and uh, Molly McCann wants to be Irish now. She's uh, she's giving up her English heritage. She says she's Irish now. <laughs> Where's the green in the UFC as well? So uh, someone with that much uh, star power at the moment, we're more than willing to accept her. I, I'm happy with that. She was going mad in my last fight but supporting us, so I'm happy yeah. with that. Katie yeah, Taylor's cousin, like, how could you not? Exactly. What? 
Yes. Do you not know, yeah. know that? No. No. Nah, are you talking shit? No. Swear no. To God. Are you serious? Yeah. 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 No yeah, there way. Yeah. Yeah, I so, had no uh, idea. That's that's amazing. Yeah, she told us on one of our shows that we did before, uh, and um, she was saying that like she's actually cousins with her, not one of these like fake cousins. Uh, <laughs> I think that I think yeah. they have the same auntie or something like that. So, uh, oh, wow. yeah, so that's cool. So uh, we love her even more. 100%. Exactly. How can you not love the meatball? Lads, we, we've we've kept here a half an hour. It's actually been great. Hopefully, people tuning in have enjoyed it as well. Is there anything you want to say to the people now? Because like we're, the year is sort of we're looking at the the end of the year now. Paul's obviously going to be competing for the title again, and then Reese maybe or maybe not be competing in Cage Warriors again. But is there anyone anything you want to say to people tuning in now? Go ahead, Reese. I think just like you know, I think we're both very grateful of the the country we have behind us, and you know, to be in the position to to fly the flag for everyone, we're extremely grateful and proud so you know let's get behind paul on the fourth and you know just cement everything that he's created so far and, and just show why he deserves to be where he'll be after this fight yeah and look obviously like where's your race let's get him in the ufc here obviously he deserves it so i have no doubt that that that'll be the next move like so yeah all's good in the hood here yeah cool. no extra round at the end of any sparring right no extra round then sparring <laughs> that's the rule from now yeah. on Stick to the schedule, lads. Stick to the schedule. Um, Reese, thanks a million. Uh, hopefully, anyone who's watching this, they will check out the Obsessed podcast. It's Reese's new podcast. Um, it's really, really good. I listened to the first episode. I uh, had a good laugh at him having to re-record the first episode because for those of you who probably don't know, uh, we had to do that for about four or five of our first episodes yeah. uh, back in the day. So don't worry, Reese. It's, it's a common thing. Um, hopefully, we get to see you have your next fight in the UFC because that's where you deserve to be. Uh, hopefully UFC come back with another European card because that would really really uh, suit us and then we'd be able to go see it and then mm. Paul you know yourself you have you have a job to do um, come November 4th you get to you know write that wrong on the record books and you get a chance to um, become the undisputed featherweight champion so uh, definitely do that also Reese, you, you have a Skeletor t-shirt still knocking about I think they're all they're all shipped out no, maybe if, maybe if you hound him enough, he might be able to find your next one. And then uh, I'm sure Paul Hughes will do another batch of jerseys at some stage soon. So, uh, they're coming. They're coming. Always, yeah, bro, so, always. Yeah, so yeah. if you're get, looking for and a bit Paul, of uh, merch from the lads, get onto them as well. Yeah, and Paul, if you want to come on with Jordan in the build-up to that fight as well, we'd be more than happy to host the face-off, bud. Sweet. Yeah, love it. Um, guys, thanks a million. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to like share subscribe smash the notification button because this is the ultimate irish mma show sure no one else to bring you two champs for the price of one and as always stay, stay energized. energized energized show up the irish and sussing you guys a couple of times i've seen a couple of clips i think you've done some interviews with dylan moran and that but I, I i saw so keep going keep up the good work guys